Football on Off The Ball With Sky Don't miss West Ham versus Liverpool on Super Sunday Live only on Sky Sports Alright, it is Thursday evening on Off The Ball So as always, John Giles is with us Evening, John Evening, Nathan uh, so a lot has happened over the uh, last week in yeah. football. Uh, we wondered ahead of Manchester United against Tottenham whether it may be the end for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Uh, it turned out to be the end for Nuno Espirito Santo at Tottenham. And Antonio Conte is in England and he is now the Spurs manager. What's your read on it all? Well, I think uh, it was a bad day for Spurs, there's no doubt. And they were outclassed by uh, a Manchester United side that won well. And... Uh, I think maybe in the long run, uh, that uh, defeat and the way they were defeated could be good for Spurs because they got Conte, Antonio Conte, in there, which I think is, well, going by his record, Nathan, one of the best managers of recent times. There's no doubting his record. It is exceptional what he did last season with Inter Milan in ending Juventus' long run as Italian champions, what he did at Chelsea with the Italian national side and, of course, starting back at Juventus. Do you look at that Tottenham squad and think a manager of his capability can, can what, turn them into Champions League contenders this season? Um, I think it's possible, uh, but might be unlikely, uh, Nathan. You know, he, he doesn't have a magic wand. He's, he's a great coach, but he doesn't have a magic wand and can only go with what he has. And I, I don't think he has an awful lot of spores at the moment. Mm. Uh, I think it'll take him... I'd say he's got an 18-month contract. Now, I think it'll take him that long to really, really get it going in the way that he's had successful teams in his past. He needs to get Harry Kane going pretty quickly, though. Uh, Kane, it, there's huge question marks still about his future and, and, and huge question marks about him personally with the way his form has dipped. Do you think that the arrival of Conte changes that, or is the Kane situation separate to the managerial situation? I think it changes it dramatically, uh, Nathan. I saw a thing in the paper where Harry was saying this morning, and he was trying to say, anyway, he didn't get on very well with the coach. You know, and I, I think Harry would want to have a way back with the fans. He was booed last week, as we know, Nathan, and the fans were fed up because he hasn't been playing very mm. well. This can be a clean sheet for Harry. The new manager's come in, he's back with Spurs, he's going to do his stuff. Uh, and that's the way he was, he was certainly placing it, that I saw in the paper. That, uh, you know, Nuno really wasn't very good, he wasn't playing very well. Now that this new guy is in, uh, we'll see the real Harry. And we, we, I think it could well be the case, because I think it'll be a clean sheet for him, Nathan. The, the fans will come back, new manager coming in, and uh, I think he'll get on well with Harry. And I think it's, it's a good way for Harry to get rid of all the controversy that happened in the last few months, which can't do anybody any good to play football, Nathan. You yeah. know, we know he, play, he had his heart and soul in City. It didn't happen. Then he's coming back playing for Spurs. They're not doing very well. He was booed last week at the crowd, by the crowd for the first time ever, I think. So now it's a new start for him. And I think we'll see, I think we'll see the old Harry now coming back. It's hard to know initially what to expect from Conte. If you think back to Chelsea, he went with three at the back and he 
Brought some players in from the cold. The likes of uh, Victor Moses ended up in a key player playing in a right wing back position. Uh, there were other players, experienced players, who didn't really feature. He was you know, rock solid with the likes of uh, David Luiz, who maybe played his best club football under Antonio Conte. Are there, are there individuals you look at in that Tottenham side who you think should flourish under Conte? And are there individuals in that Tottenham squad who should be a little bit worried? Um, well, the only lads who be worried, uh, Nathan, are the lads who are, are really kidding everybody. This guy will see through them. And what he'll do, like all managers do, we might have spoken about before, Nathan, you, you don't have any, any real say, unless he, he knows Spurs really, really well, which I don't think he could because he wouldn't have seen them that much. So he's gone in there blind, really. What have I got? Mm. Now, what he's got to see is what has he got? And Zoe could say, well, he played two at the back, three at the back, or four, but whatever it's going to be, if and when he looks at the players, he'll look at the players and decide, this is the, the, the players will make what form you're going to you're going to have, not the other way around, Nathan. You know what I mean? Like you could go into a club and say, well, I'm going to play four three three. You go in, you see the players. You don't have the players to do that, so you go with the players that you have in the positions that they're best suited. And it could be four two two, it could be three four, or whatever it might be. When he sees what he got, what he has, Nathan, and then he'll decide. Okay, these are the best players in those positions, so this is the way we'll play. So the players dictate what form, what form you go, or sorry, what formation you're going to have, and he'll take a little bit of time to get that. Mm. But what he will bring, you see, in my opinion, first of all, when you're starting with any team, you bring in attitude, right? Are they going to have a go? That's your starting point. Is he going to do his best? Am I going to get the best out of him? Now, some some of the players you have there will turn up to be better players than they look. Some players might turn out to be worse players than they look at the moment because of what he wants. But he'll soon find out as a man, as a coach, having seen them maybe once, twice, three times, right, this is the guys I want. But they, they, he'll make sure they're going to have a go. That's your starting point in football, Nathan, with any team. Have a go. That's your main point. You hear Roy Keane talking about it all the time because he was, he was the best at it. Whatever Keane played, he gave his best and he demanded of, of the best around him. So that's what, when you see Conte's teams, that's what he does. Hmm. No, nobody, nobody, nobody kidding anybody, nobody pretending. This is what you do. If you don't do it, you're out. And I think that's what he brings to a club. Plus, obviously, having the knowledge to say, I want him in because he's a good player and, and get, the, it, it, get the right players in, get the bad players out. And that'll take him a little bit of time, Nathan. But he's done it in the past with other teams. And if Levy backs him, I think he'd make a success of it. If Harry Kane's attitude doesn't change over the next six weeks and if his form doesn't change, could you see a situation where Conte is happy to let him go in January? He's almost pushing for him to go to get the the funds in so he can buy his own players? That could happen. But I I wouldn't expect that at all, Nathan. I think Harry Kane is a real pro and a top-class player who was give everything to Spurs. Now, he did get mixed up in the situation as, as he wanted to go to Spurs, and it didn't happen. But he, he won't have changed as a character and as a player, especially with a new coach coming in. You, you don't think that the last two months and the way he's performed or his underperformance for Tottenham casts some doubt about his character? No, I don't think, I don't think it has anything to do with his character. I don't think he wasn't trying Nathan. I mean, how you, you doubt his character if he went on the pitch and he didn't try a leg? I haven't seen that with Kane. I think they were a bit of a mess as a team, and he was doing. But any time I saw him, he was always doing his best. 
definitely always doing his best. He was always having a go. He didn't play very well because the team didn't play very well most of the time. Mm. But I wouldn't. I would never doubt his character. I think he. I think he'll pick it up now with 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 this uh, uh, coach coming in. Definitely, Nathan. And it gives him an excuse to start again with the Spurs supporters. New manager, new coach. Here we go. We all go together. And I think that's what he'll do. I think he'll be a real success under Conte. Whenever there's a managerial change or speculation in these days, there's always talk about a club's DNA, like the Manchester United yeah. way or West Ham, that they love attractive football. And likewise yeah. with Tottenham, one of the question marks about Nuno was that even when they were winning at the start of the season, it was 3-1-0 wins. It wasn't very exciting. And that's not the Tottenham way. They want fast, attacking football. That hasn't always been Antonio Conte's way. There were times, unquestionably, during the title-winning season at Chelsea that they were brilliant to watch. But when it wasn't going so well the following season, they were being accused of being anti-football at times for being so negative in the way that they sat back. Do you expect him to produce attacking, exciting football at Tottenham? I don't think there's any such thing, Nathan, to be honest. I think that's a myth, attacking football. In, in, there's... there's, there's there's a way to play football where you don't give goals away and you score goals. I've seen it. I've seen it so much. And if you're talking about his last time at, uh, at, at Chelsea, the second season, then they win the cup there. Mm. I don't hear the fans complaining at Chelsea, or any fans complaining about anybody when they're winning and winning cups. I mean, Mourinho had that reputation, right? He was a, he was a, he was a defence man. I never heard of Chelsea supporters anybody that he was associated with. Uh, saying we're not, we don't we're not happy with this. If the if the team is winning matches, Nathan, and I think it's a bit of a myth about the 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 the, the past and the history. I mean, if you look at Manchester United now, when when Solskjaer came in, we're supposed to be going back to the Manchester way, the United way, the Ferguson way. Have you seen that happen? Uh, no, the no. Ferguson way was winning. Exactly, it's winning, Nathan. I'm t- I, I know from my experience in football, anyway. If you're winning and you're winning the match. Right, the, the supporters are not bothered about attractive football. You hear that a lot when they're losing. Let's go back to the Spurs way. You know, like I play, played against the great Spurs team years and years ago. And D- Dave McKay and Danny Blansler and John White and Cliff, all these great players, they're all gone, unfortunately. You know, it's a new Spurs, it's a new way, it's a new coach, it's a new way of playing. And once they're winning, I mean, if you go back to the start of the season, Nuno made a good start to the season. Yeah, I didn't hear anybody complaining about the results. I think they won the first three matches. Beaten, yeah, beaten, manager uh, of the month Manchester in August. City, I think. Yep. Up there, I didn't hear anybody complaining at that time. We're not playing attractive football. They started playing poor football and losing matches. Mm. Of course, that's never attractive. But winning is everything, Nathan. Usually, usually you don't you don't be winning the matches like Conte does over a long period of time if you're not doing something right. Tottenham's bar for success is quite high now. I know people will question the lack of trophies, but they have been to a Champions League final in recent years under Maurizio Pochettino. They finished second in the league. Mm. Do you believe that Conte can get them back to that level? Um, well, well, there's a couple of seasons has passed, and I think the team's in, the team actually is in a worse position than it was when Pochettino. I mean, Pochettino did a fantastic job mm. there, and where they slipped up, Levy is 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 the, is the main culprit of slipping up at, at Spurs. He sacked him. He sacked Pochettino, who had finished fourth for three seasons, got into the European Cup final or the Champions League final now, and and now and he sacked. This was bad 
bad management by the club in doing what they did. Instead of backing Pochettino and giving him more money, having having proven himself to buy players which he didn't, he never got. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You know he's responsible for the position the Spurs are in, and he's only desperate now because he's putting the, the likes of uh, the, the new manager in. He never wanted anybody like that before, and he's only given him eighteen months. Now Conte will be happy enough with the eighteen months because he'll he'll know in his mind if I'm not doing it in eighteen months, I'm not going to do it. So he's not looking for a long-term contract. Yeah. As long as he got, I think if he gets the conditions that he wanted, and I don't think Conte would take the position on a, on at Spurs unless he got the way uh, the, the the conditions that he wanted in it, which I don't think Levy gave ever to anybody else. And I think it's because he's in such a bad position, desperate position now, that he has to do it. And that will give Conte a chance to do it. But he's managed the club really badly. Going back to Pochettino, who really did a big job for him, and he sacked him. And then he got manager, man, a few managers in after that and didn't give them the conditions, in my opinion, that's needed to be done. When we've spoken about Antonio Conte in recent weeks, it's been around the Manchester United job and it's been another one of those weeks for Manchester United where there's no shortage of things to talk about. That convincing victory against Tottenham and then another unconvincing display against Atalanta. But the common denominator that Cristiano Ronaldo delivered once again in both matches. There's been this strange conversation around Ronaldo. Maybe there is no right answer. Maybe it's a little bit of both about Cristiano Ronaldo, how important and how brilliant a goal scorer he is. Yet at the same time, can Manchester United as a team develop in the way they need to? Can they play the style of football they need to with Ronaldo as their lead striker? Yeah, I think, yeah, because people change their minds from week to week and, and on the results and, and how Ronaldo is doing. Mm. Yeah, and, and and my take, it certainly, is I think he's been a huge success since he's gone to the club and hasn't been responsible in any way for the inconsistency that they've had. Ronaldo was always a player that scored goals all through his career. He was never a grafter, Nathan. Now, I hear them saying that Ronaldo's at fault because they're not high-pressing and he's not doing the high-pressing. He never did, Nathan. So you've got to play around what he does. All he's done now in recent weeks is saved him. Mm. And he hasn't been doing any high-pressing. But he's, the, he's been the most important man, scoring goals the, the other night and, and all, all through the time where United weren't doing well. But do you understand the argument that if... He goes to Spurs, he scores a goal there, he scores two goals, he scores two goals, he scored what, eight goals since he's been there. He's nothing but a success. Yeah. So people are saying, oh, it's, 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 because they're not pressing up front, it's Ronaldo's fault. If Ronaldo wasn't there, Nathan, they'd be in bits. Well, so you have to live with Ronaldo. I mean, when he signed Ronaldo, Ronaldo's been playing for years and years and playing the way, always played the way he's played at the moment. He's never been a grafter, ever. From the time he was at Manchester United as a young player, he was never a grafter. And, 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 and by the way, one thing that put me off him a little bit when he was at Manchester I thought he was lazy. He wasn't doing enough for the team. He's not doing this, he's not doing that. So obviously, over time, I thought, oh God, this fella, all he's doing is scoring goals. So you live with him. But what's happened recently, the inconsistency with Manchester United and when they played, hasn't been Ronaldo's fault. Because a lot of people are saying, oh, well, they need somebody up front to help them out to, to, to high press and all that. Do they not? Well, they can high press without him, Nathan. 
know, you don't you don't take somebody out of the team who's scoring the goals that he has to save them, right? And then say, well, we'd be, we'd be better off without him if we've got a high presser. It just doesn't happen that way. They've got plenty of players there can do the high press. It's not it's not that's what's stopping Manchester United from doing well, Nathan. It's, it's a lot of things that's not doing well. They're inconsistency. Well, first of all, that's what, if. In my opinion, if Conte had that team yeah. and that group of players for three or four months, you would see a different team. But you'd see Ronaldo leading it. So, so you think if Conte you came in... You just score the goals you have to do. I'll get somebody to do the graft. I'll get the other things that Manchester United... And it's not just the graft at Manchester United. It's a weakness at defending. Winning in lots of positions. Weakness in, in midfield. Weakness in defence. That's, that's just the problem with Manchester United. The big problem is not Ronaldo, not pressing. That's what's happened, that he's getting the blame for not pressing. And in the meantime, he's the star player scoring goal after goal for them. They need to get a grip of it. I mean, what the, the big signing I think Manchester United should have made was Conte. Mm. Get him in and you'd, feel a big, you'd see a big difference, Nathan, in my opinion. I don't think, I don't think uh, Solskjaer is, is a good manager. Uh, I don't think he's able for that particular job. And with the players that he has at his disposal, definitely not getting the best out of them. Definitely not. And it's not Ronaldo's fault. Definitely not Ronaldo's fault. You know, he scored again the other night, two goals the other night. He scored against last week against Spurs, a great goal. I mean, he's really done his stuff. And Ronaldo is not playing any different now to, to the way he played when he was at Youngfield at Manchester United. He's never been a grafter when he, has the, when he hasn't got the ball. But he scores the goals, Nathan. That's what he does. And you have to live with a guy like that. You should have other players in there doing the graft or doing it in another way. And with the players that Manchester United have. That, that's my take on it, Nathan. Yeah. Did, and I think if you had a Conte, they, they'd be fantastic. Well, what would Conte do that would make them fantastic? What could he do well, with well, the players that all, are there? He'd organise players. Uh, first of all, he'd, he'd get Pogba out straight away. Straight away, in my opinion. Pogba is, is totally inconsistent, and he's one of the main reasons Manchester United are inconsistent. He plays when he wants to play. He, he hasn't signed a new contract. He won't sign a new contract at the moment. How can he be part of the team? How can he be part of the morale that's, mm. that's leading the team? It's just not on. Conte wouldn't live with anybody like it. He'd have him out, and then you'd have a, 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 an honesty in the team uh, with, 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 with players who are honest and be doing their best. And be well organised. I don't think they're well organised, Manchester United. But if you look at the players they have at his disposal, they should be really, really, really a top class team. And is that just coaching, John? Like when you're talking about them being well organised, because he changed system last week for the game against Tottenham. They're playing yeah. three at the back. They played two holding midfielders yeah. in that game. Did they look well organised in that match? Well, against Spurs. Mm. Yeah, they looked okay. But Spurs were so bad. But it's it's not it's not the formation. Uh, Nathan, that does it for the team. You know, the formation could be playing the your best. I mean, your formation is your best players playing in the best position, and your best players make make the formation. You know, it's not it's not a question of being oh well, we changed the formation this week. It's the attitude that you want. You want this attitude, this hunger every week. You hear Roy Keane going on because that's what he did. But what you need with Conte, Conte wouldn't allow anybody to behave the way Pogba behaves sometimes on the pitch. No way. He just wouldn't have it. He wouldn't have anybody being as honest as they should be, getting back, getting in, getting the tackle in, doing whatever yeah. needs to be done. Like, does one player change that? Does a Declan Rice coming in transform no. Manchester United? No. 
No, one player doesn't change it. They, they have, Manchester United, in my opinion, have enough good players. I mean, if you could get Declan Rice, I'd take Declan Rice was Manchester United. But I think Manchester United have enough good players and talent in that squad to be doing an awful lot better than they're doing because they could be better organised. They could be they could be uh, doing things like getting back, getting stuck in, basic things that that, that you saw them against uh, uh, in a couple of matches, a home matches, uh, Nate. Mm. But they're not doing that. I don't I don't think that they're being honest in what they do. They're not getting back like they should be. They're not getting forward like they should be. And that takes the manager and the personality of a manager. That's what makes great managers, Nathan. In the dressing room, they get things from the players. They get into the players' head. They, 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 they demand getting back, getting forward, doing whatever you're doing. Football is made up of a million little things, in my opinion. And they don't miss a little. They don't miss anything. If somebody's doing something, say, you're not doing that right, they give them a bit of time to do it. They're not doing it, they're out. Get out. Off you go. That's what the great managers do. They're hard. They're hard nuts, these guys, when mm. it comes to the football. They demand it. If somebody's not getting back, if you see the, 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 the position the other night in Manchester United, uh, for the, I think the second goal, for example, Wambazaka yeah. let the fella go. Harry, Harry, Harry Kane. Harry Maguire, yeah. uh, 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 doesn't get into the right position to score. Under good managers and top managers and coaches, those, those type of things wouldn't happen. Just wouldn't happen. And that's where you get, if it's, if, if it's not been done properly, then you get the inconsistency like Manchester United. Because they've got so many good players like they did against Spurs, played really, really well. Really well. The previous matches they played, they played poorly. They didn't play well the other night. Yeah. You know, right. Now, you see Liverpool play, there's a consistency about them. Manchester City, consistency about them. Tuchel at, at, at Chelsea, who did it very, very quickly, got into their heads, gets the, makes the best of what he has, gets players in. That's what they do, top coaches. I don't see that at Manchester United. Well, it's going to be a fascinating game on Saturday. All our football coverage is brought to you by Sky. It is Manchester Derby Day this Saturday, and don't miss United against City live only on Sky Sports. We'll obviously be reflecting on that on next Thursday's show, and we'll have full live commentary of the Republic of Ireland against Portugal as well. We need to take a quick break, John, but I do want to talk to you about Damien Duff uh, taking over Shelburne manager, so we'll talk about that in just a moment. Football on Off the Ball. With Sky. Don't miss West Ham versus Liverpool on Super Sunday. Live only on Sky Sports. It is Thursday on Off the Ball. John Giles is with us on the line still. Uh, John, Damien Duff has been confirmed as the new manager of Shelburne. Uh, my colleague Dan McDonnell has an article tomorrow where he's saying that it's the biggest appointment in the League of Ireland since John Giles took over at Shamrock Rovers. Well, I've great time for Damien. He's been a great player for, for, for the, and the teams he played for. Really good lad, honest, plenty of ability, a winger, go past people. Uh, never, I never saw Sam play where he wasn't doing his best and given of his best, mm. and I, 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 I wish him all the best yeah. in, in his new his new job. It feels as though it's a brave move because it's such an unusual move for a player of of his caliber, of his fame. That you know you would expect he would go to England or to Scotland for his first real managerial role, but it probably says something about him. And I think he said it yesterday. You know he loves being at home, and he's a little bit addicted to it already that uh, it says a lot about him that he wants this job and this challenge oh definitely 
yeah, it, and it is a challenge. Well, any new job in management, management is very management is a very difficult uh, profession, Nathan. Mm. You, you know, you're, you're dependent on players. You have got the right players in. You got a, a lot of judgment come into it. Uh, but but uh, Damien is an experienced lad. He's, he's been a terrific player, and he's gone into management for the first time. But he'll have his own ideas, Nathan. That, that's why lads like uh, Damien. Damien's been around a good bit. He's been at Celtic. He's been with the Irish team. Uh, he's been with Rovers. Uh, he's been a terrific player, so uh, I think it's it's the right time for him to have a go uh, at management. Management is a very very difficult job, uh, as as we know. It's it, it's very insecure. Hmm. Uh, but Damien has the right credentials for it. You know, he's been a terrific international player. He's been a terrific player playing in England. Um, I don't think he played much in the League of Ireland. Uh, but Damien will have ideas of how he wants to do things. And if the ideas are right, then you're successful, Nathan. If they're not, unfortunately, you're not successful. But I think Damien's had a great background uh, and, and the training and, and uh, uh, I can't think of the word at the moment, the background to mm. go into management. He'll have his own ideas of what he wants to do. And uh, hopefully he's got the right, again, getting the right players around him or the right players in the team, which is more than, even more than 90% of the job. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll throw this one at you because I heard it mentioned a couple of times over the okay. last 24 hours talking about Damien Duffin just how good a player he was that maybe he technically was Ireland's best ever attacking player well he was he was a left winger he was mm. I think he, he was one of the few or certainly few now obviously as an out and out uh, winger who could who, he, he had a great attitude he could get back he could defend when they had to defend and get forward at the right time now you can't ask any more of a person playing on the left-hand side, particularly on the wing, who can beat players. I mean, you see a lot of players now playing on the left side of midfield, Nathan, but they can't beat anybody. You know, but Damien could, could do his stuff on the left side, and also when he had the chance to do it, go past the fullbacks. So that's why he was such an important player and a terrific player. He could do both. He could get back. He had the right... Because mostly in the old days of my time, wingers weren't expected to get back. You know, they said, ah, oh, no, wingers are wingers. They're not expected. Well, Damien, when he played, when I saw him playing got back, did a good defensive job and, and, and continued to, 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 to play as a normal left winger when he had the chance to go past people with yeah. a really, really good attitude. I think he loved the game, uh, uh, Nathan, and, he, and, he, and he, he showed that in his play. I never saw Damon play where he wasn't having a go. Yeah. It's, uh, it's over 40 years since you took over as Shamrock Rovers manager and I mentioned uh, the piece Dan was putting together he came across he sent it on to me an article from McGill magazine from December 1st 1977 John yeah. it was an interview you did and the first question asked was why did you come back to Dublin to Shamrock Rovers he said ultimately to win the European Cup with Shamrock Rovers yeah well that was that, I never said that <laughs> right that was I, that was that was laid on me right right I mean, if you go back on if I'm going back to, to Shamrock Rovers for the time, I mean, it, w- it would really, really be silly to be saying, I want to win the European Cup. Yeah. You know, I mean, the ambition that time was maybe to win the FA, the, 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 uh, the FAI Cup. But I, w- I, ne- I, I think I was quoted as saying that, but that was wrong. I never said, uh, like, I, and somebody put it in the paper one time, within five years, at some paper, said that I said, that within five years, I want to win the European Cup. Yeah. What well, was your ambition? Well, my ambition was to was, was try and win the League of Ireland and, and, and the FEI Cup initially, yeah. and then and try and get into Europe, uh, Nathan, and, and, and have a good team in Europe, you know, to be able to compete. 
in Europe. Mm. Because the thing in the League of Ireland that time was, well, if you get there, it's run really well, and, and if you meet a good team, uh, you'll get a good gate. But, but there was never any expectation for any of the League of Ireland teams to do it. I, what I was trying to say was, well, to, to have a team, uh, hopefully in the future, have a team uh, in the league, like Shamrock Rovers, to, to compete in the European Cup. But it'd be madness for anybody to say, well, in five years' time, I want to Europe, win the European Cup. Yeah. That was that was just nonsense. I never said that, and that was that was thrown at me a few times. I think some newspaper guy did say it as as as, as a quote. But I can tell you now, and I, I would never have said that in a million years. Talk about putting pressure on yourself. <laughs> you know, I was trying to keep pressure away from myself. But to say that I want to win the cup or I plan to win the cup in five years' time with the League of Ireland, the League of Ireland team at that, no, it wasn't. Uh, that wasn't right. It was obviously a very different European Cup, and it was a very different time for European football in that, you know, a couple of years later, Nottingham Forest are winning a European Cup and you played in the European Cup final yourself just a couple of years beforehand. Yeah. Nowadays, if an Irish team qualifies for the Europa League, it's a cause for a huge celebration as Dundalk and Shamrock Rovers have done over the last decade. Mm-hmm. At that stage, the difference in quality between, say, coming from West Brom or coming from Leeds back to Shamrock Rovers, was there a huge gap in terms of quality? Like, did it feel when you were on the training ground at Shamrock Rovers... Like a major step down from what you had experienced in England? No, well, I expected that, Nathan. I didn't expect it to be any different. Of course, I was. I was. I, I played for Leeds United, and I was managed to play manager of West Brom, who who were playing in the in in then the football was then the first division. You know, I didn't expect uh, uh, to have players uh, to compete with those particular players at that time. That that wasn't I, what I wanted. Was the best team to compete in the League of Ireland at that time. And of course, there was a big difference between, uh, uh, you know, Manchester United or, or Spurs in those days uh, to any of the teams in, in the league. League of Ireland was the League of Ireland. I never expected it to be the same as the, the English league or have players uh, immediately in in the Shamrock Rovers that could compete at that level. It just wasn't mm. on. It was a, it was a new venture. It was a new way of doing it. What I wanted to do was was actually to get the, the, the full time players and get young players in and, and hopefully then as we went along to get better and better and maybe compete in Europe. That was the plan and that was, that was a sensible plan. But, but that, they did get in the paper and, and that, that always hung around my neck that I said we'd, we, we'd, my ambition is to win the European Cup in five years' time. It was, that, it did, I never said that. Uh, Damien Duff wasn't uh, saying anything uh, no. like that either but it, it was interesting listening to him yesterday already you know, talking about facilities and the lack of facilities and the frustration when he's looking at the soccer clubs in Dublin and around Ireland in comparison to some of the facilities that are available for GEA clubs he's talking about moving Shelburne's training well, like he's bringing pre-season training to before Christmas he's going to have them training in the morning and move towards full time like, it doesn't feel that Dissimilar conversation to the type of one you were having forty years ago around the League of Ireland. Unfortunately, well, it, was, it was a bit. It was a bit similar in, in terms of. Uh, uh, I mean, they, 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 what was what was very difficult in my time, uh, Nathan, and I think it's, it's a bit better for Damien now. Is the state of the pitches. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we had, we got Milltown in very very good condition, but I remember going to one of the teams in the country. I won't name them, and the, the one half the pitch was in bits. And I said to the guy that was in charge, what's happened here? He says, the, uh, the roller broke down this morning. Right? And I said, well, the last match you played here was two weeks ago. Why do you have to leave it till this morning to do it? So there was no interest whatsoever 
in, 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 in any club that I came across in the League of Ireland was to have the pitch in any sort of really good condition, Nathan. Yeah. That was really, really frustrating because most of the lads, come to, the teams coming to Brown Milltowns, oh, the pitch is in great condition. And I say, yeah, well, <laughs> would, you try, would you ever try and get your own pitch in good condition? It, 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 that's 40 years ago, you say. I think things have improved an awful lot in terms of conditions. And they wouldn't be ideal for Damien at the moment. But at least the first ground petitions like uh, Milltown and Dalymount, uh, they're actually in very, very good condition now, which is a big help, particularly if you're bringing on young players and you want to play uh, in a skillful way. Yeah, the, the the pitches themselves, I think, are certainly better. Maybe some of the oh, grounds definitely. around them aren't. Uh, the, yeah, the, well, it, I understand the, 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 what Damien wants is the yeah. training facilities and all the various things. But, uh, I mean, I would have settled in those days... Uh, for all the pitches being good, yeah, because like there's a feeling that it's you know it is very good PR for the League of Ireland to have a figure of the profile of of Damien Duff involved, mm. but at the same time I'm sure outside of Shelburne none of the other clubs of the League of Ireland are looking at it as a as a massive PR coup that there's not going to be a whole lot of buy-in to what Damien Duff wants at Shelburne from other clubs. No, well there was certainly was no buy-in for what I wanted. <laughs> At that particular time, was the first of all get the, the pitch as well and get the train. Of the, but but there again, it was a different time. Now mm. you know you're talking about forty years ago. But I thought getting the pitches right would be a start. So that wouldn't be such a big deal. But that didn't happen. It just didn't happen. Um, but uh, you know, again, it, it, it's a different time. I can I can understand what what Damien's trying to do, uh, and I certainly wish him the best in 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 his efforts. Yeah. How do you look back on that time at Rovers? Hmm? How do you look back in the time at Rovers? Um, well, it wasn't what at the end it wasn't what I wanted. Yeah. Uh, on a personal level, uh, the deal that I had—I have to be very careful now, Nathan. The deal that I—I I, I thought was uh, tied up didn't turn out to be the deal. Right. Eventually. Yeah. That's the best I can say about that. Uh, but when you returned, because again, when it is such a high-profile figure like yourself or Damien Duff, there's an expectation maybe they can transform more than just their own club. Did, did, did you come back to Ireland with a feeling of, I can transform Irish football, I can I can do something very different with Irish football at club level that has never done, been done before? Yeah, I, I tried that. I tried that. Uh, because I thought, well, it, it would have been the first time that you, we got young players in at a, at, on, on full-time pros. Yeah. That's what I did. That's what I tried to do, you know. But that takes a bit of time. But it was like, and, and, and when we started the, the league that year, I had a very experienced team. You know, Johnny Fulham, Eamon Dunphy played in the Ray Tracy, myself. Because that's how. You, but, but in the papers, it was. Where's the youth team? Where's all the young players? <laughs> I'd only just come to the club, right? And, you know, and it takes two years, three years, and for players to come. Then we had a good few players come through. You know, the, the, the good few players, uh, Harry, Harry Kenny, uh, Pierce O'Leary, uh, Liam Buckley, um, Alan Campbell, um, Harry, Harry, Harry. We had a good few that eventually came through after a few years, yeah. Nathan. But p- people were looking for it immediately. You know, it was very difficult. It was very difficult to say, well, this is, we have to have an experienced team at the moment. Before you get the young, it takes four, three to four or five years to, to, to um, get young players coming through. 
Well, they're they're doing all right out of Shamrock Rovers at the moment with the underage, it's fair to say, John. And at the senior level as well, winning the title last week. I'm sure you were happy to see it, back-to-back That's titles. Great. I mean, the, 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 I, I, I got on well with the supporters. I did the best I could. I yeah. think it was, it was at, at the end of when I left, actually, I was disappointed because it didn't come anywhere near what I, what I, I had a dream of doing. Yeah. But, you know, these things happen, and it, 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 I think I improved Shamrock Rovers uh, as a team. Uh, but not to the not to the extent of of being able to play in Europe and have a chance in Europe. You know, I didn't I didn't get to that level, and it and ultimately it, it didn't work out in the manner in which I hoped it would. Yeah, uh, you we'll hopefully get a chance to talk to you next Thursday, John. But you're going to be treated by royalty next Thursday because you're going to be at the Viva Stadium. You're uh, being inducted into the Hall of Fame, a very special Hall of Fame award because you're already in the FAI Hall of Fame, but you're going to receive a very special presentation at the Portugal game. I think it's probably going to be at halftime. We let all the listeners know because I know people like to run in and get a drink at halftime, but if they know you're coming out, they'll watch. <laughs> I think they'll still go in. No, 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 no. They'll, they'll, they'll definitely go they'll, they'll leave five minutes drink. before halftime uh, for the drink to make sure they're back. No, I'm looking forward. I think it's a, it's a special one. and I think it's a, it's a hundred years of... Mm. Uh, the FEI. Yeah, it is, yeah. So I think they've created a, 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 a special, which is lovely. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and there's, there's nothing wrong with getting getting uh, honours like that. It's great. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. And the and, uh, main thing is I hope the team will do well and win, win well on the night night, and that's the big thing. And, uh, um, you know, I, I look forward to the, to, to the trip to Dublin, getting home again, and uh, go, going for it for it. Uh, a tribute like that, which is very, very good, needless yeah. to say. I'd be, I'd be very, I'd be very proud to go and 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 receive that, and keep my fingers crossed that the Irish team win, win on the night. Yeah, a rare quiet night for Ronaldo. Hope so. Hopefully, I hope, I hope nobody's complaining that he's not getting a kick of the ball and scores a hat trick. You know yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, typical, well, typical Ronaldo. Uh, it's a, a very well deserved uh, award John once again and listen we'll, we'll talk to you before the game next Thursday anyways and we'll be there live uh, next Thursday night as well and say, uh, we'll, we'll make sure to, to let then, everyone know so we'll, we'll talk to yeah. you then John yeah thanks, thanks take thanks. it easy bye bye football on off the ball with Sky don't miss West Ham versus Liverpool on Super Sunday live only on Sky Sports